0: Hello again, everyone. Welcome to the FAA Podcast. Great, as always, to have
1: Logan here. Yes, sir. Glad to be here, my man.
0: Had another not-so-fluky uh, not, not so fluky <laughs> weekend in college. Uh, NFL comeback central uh, in the NFL this weekend, but... Um, Two weeks down, a lot more to go. Excited to uh, see what happens tonight with the Monday night doubleheader as we move into uh, Thursday's week three kickoff AFC North matchup. Yes, sir. So we had two college games on Friday. I was disappointed in both because I lost both bets. Um, but Florida State 35-31 over Louisville. Um, Florida State 3-0, I don't have the year, but uh, 3-0 and for the first time in a while. I believe 15, or 16. Jimbo is still the head coach coming off their national championship win in 2015. Um, but, yeah, I think uh, Mike Norvell's finally got it going in the right direction. Maybe Florida State's a dark horse for the ACC this year.
1: Uh, yeah, I, uh, I got to watch the first half of this game, uh, and once Jordan Travis went down, I was like, you know – this is it you know turning it off Louisville looked too good I was a fool I was a fool <laughs> I missed a, uh, <laughs> a a gritty comeback um, hats off to um, Tate Rotemaker, uh the backup coming in securing the dub uh, even without um, Jordan Travis who looked really good like yeah. let's I, I want I don't know what his injury has looked like, but Jordan Travis has looked really good um to start this season and he made some really good um throws while he was in the game where I was like, okay like we should start talking about him as kind of a prospect because some of these throws he's making are are NFL caliber
0: yeah and the, <laughs> i don't I never understand defense whether it be college or nfl level if there is only one person beating you how do you not (laughs) take Mm -hmm. that person away that's what bill belichick does best in his defenses he figures out who is gonna beat you who is the number one issue for on the offense and he takes that player away makes you beat them with some other people Louisville's defense. I, what what were you doing? Like <laughs> Johnny Wilson was absolutely killing them all oh, night yep. long, and he had <laughs> eight or nine inches on like all the Louisville corners. They didn't have apparently they didn't have anyone above six foot to cover him because uh, Johnny Wilson's six seven, and um, yeah, it, it was noticeably. Um, size difference when you saw one of the – I remember one of the corners uh, on one of his two touchdowns, it was like a jump ball situation, and the one corner was like 5'11". And, you know, (laughs) you're going to lose that every time. It's just
1: not going to work, yeah.
0: So, yeah, I don't know what Louisville's defense was doing. No answer for Johnny Wilson. Uh, Really no answer for either ground game – Uh, did the defenses have answers for? Because you can see Malik Cunningham was a force, as always, on the ground, 127, two touchdowns and 17 carries. Uh, And then, you know, Jawar Jordan, he had 91 yards. When Louisville had injury issues at the running back position, their top two guys went out uh, in this game, and Jordan ended up being the main guy for them along with Travion Cooley, who scored twice. Uh, but, yeah, Treshawn Ward, Lawrence Toofili, Uh Also, they had another back, too, that did not score a touchdown. That's why he's not on here. Uh, but he did have, like, 90 yards, I think. And, yeah, defensive player of the game, Yasir Abdullah, Louisville. Eight tackles, three solos, a half a sack, two tackles for loss, pass flexion, QB, hurry, and a pick. Fill in the stat sheet, uh, even in a losing effort. Yeah. Yaya had a nice night, too. I will say that.
1: Yeah. The other guy I was bummed about who also went down to Florida State was Jared Verse. He left yeah. the game with an ankle injury. Um really probably the biggest riser so far of college football in terms of draft um, positioning um, you know he he had as hot of a start as you could have um hopefully he comes back all right yeah
0: and Florida state covered to. To the detriment of myself and many of my other friends, because many people I knew in the betting Twitter sphere had Louisville plus three or plus two and a half, lose by one, which was great. Uh, but FSU cover minus two and a half over 57. Other game on Friday. Yeah, remember when I said I was very excited that I got this at 15 and it ended up uh, closing at, well, 16 and a half? Air Force sucks, man. (laughs) Yeah. uh, They couldn't stop the ground game at all for Wyoming. And the fact that they even came back and it was 14 to 10 Air Force – I was like, right at this point, they're not going to cover, so they might as well just lose outright. It's fine. Um, yeah, I was very disappointed in the offense from Hazek Daniels and um, who's the big – Brad Roberts, uh, the fullback there. But, yeah um, – yeah. They didn't score any any in the first half. It was 7-0, and then it was 10-0, 14-10, 17-14. But, yeah, Peasley, Titus Swen was just crushing them all night. And, yeah, I, it was it was a horrible game to watch. Very yeah. Bad.
1: Yep, I saw you on the timeline tweeting through it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was it was so bad, man. Um, but I mean, I don't even know how John Lee Eldridge got a hundred yards on the night. Uh, he did have a couple big runs in the second half. Ezek Daniels threw two touchdowns in the second half. But yeah, I I was very high on Air Force. I really I do like Ezek Daniels. And, like I said, Roberts, the fullback, he's a beast, but just nothing on offense. And, the, like I said, the defense was highly outmatched. I mean, they showed the one graphic on CBS Sports where it was, like, the the weights, the average weight of the Wyoming O-line to the Air Force D-line. And, like, <laughs> the Wyoming O-line was averaging, like, 330, 334. <laughs> and the, the Air Force D-line was, like, Two sixty-five.
1: <laughs> <Yikes. laughs>
0: yeah, it was it was very, very bad. Uh, not much talk about receiving-wise, and uh, defensively, I'm probably I'm gonna go with the nose tackle for Wyoming, Kale Godbelt. I mean, that's crazy to get that many tackles in the nose, but when you're playing a triple option team, you're getting that fullback dive coming at you <laughs> on either uh, side everyone. of you every time. So, yep. We yeah, had nine tackles, four of them solos, a tackle for loss, two QB hurries for God Belt. And great name, too. Uh, Wyoming plus 16 and a half, under 47, easily. Go dogs. The dogs in another route. Number one, Georgia, 48-7 over South Carolina in Columbia. Uh, yep. Yeah. Stetson is um, – he's, he's got to be in the Heisman right now. I mean – Yeah, he is. The yeah, offense is just rolling. And, I mean, obviously they haven't faced a legit defense <laughs> as bad as a um, – This is to South Carolina's defense, but until they face like, and that's the thing, they don't they don't face Alabama this year in the regular season. They don't face Texas A and M, you know. So I'm interested to see what. I don't think anyone can stop them at this point. There's too many weapons, and Stetson's so good at spreading the ball around.
1: Yep. Yeah. It's when, well, week one, they impressed me right away with Oregon because Oregon actually has decent defense. They got some dudes on there mm-hmm. um, who definitely have the eye of some NFL scouts on the fact that they just shredded them. I mean, right now in college football, it's Georgia and everybody else, to be honest. I mean, the defense is as good as it was last year so far. And the offense somehow looks better. Um, and I give that up to, I forget who the O.C. is. The O.C. is Todd Munkin, right? Todd Munkin, yep. Todd Munkin. But he, his play designs have been outstanding. And not taking away anything from Sutton Bennett because, like you said, he's really good at identifying and spreading the ball around. But these guys are, like, wide open. Yeah. <laughs> Like, like there are defenders within, like, three or four yards of some guys at some time. So, really good coaching, really great execution, and they're really kind of an unstoppable force so far.
0: Yeah. um, They just got announced their October 1st game in two weeks is a night game in Columbia, Missouri. Where Mizzou plays, uh. But yeah, Spencer Rattler threw two picks. Uh, one was pretty bad. One was like right to the guy. Uh, Malachi Starks, that's the man. I mean, true freshman, and this kid has two picks through three games. It's crazy. Yeah. Um. He's a beast. But uh, yeah, Carson Beck even came in. and He threw a touchdown. Uh, and. Brock Bowers, should, should Brock Bowers be getting Heisman talk? I mean, Please. he's he's scoring touchdown. I mean, he had 13 last year, right? Mm-hmm. And he has three here. He had, what, two in the Oregon game. I don't remember if he scored against Samford. I think he did. He, I think he has, like... <laughs> Five touchdowns already on the season, <laughs> five or mm-hmm. six. So, I mean,
1: yeah, it, he's a magic. It's guy crazy, right now, Because but. yeah, we're gonna get probably three generational tight end talents in the neck in the last like four drafts. So Kyle Pitts in twenty one. We had a gap year in twenty two where there weren't that many great prospects. But now we got Michael Meyer eligible this year. And then next year, Bowers will be eligible. Mm-hmm. So it's really kind of a, a golden age. Um, and we, we know how having that elite tight end can just open things up for your offense. So, yeah. Um,
0: one thing Georgia doesn't have right now is a running game. Stetson Bennett leading rusher in this game, three carries, 36 yards and a touchdown. Uh <laughs> sneaky, elusive Stetson is. <laughs> he made two guys miss. <laughs> once on his touchdown run, the other one uh on a almost score on the sideline there. But yeah, Bowers 5 for 121, two touchdown receptions and a 5-yard touchdown run. Um I was pissed that Georgia let up a touchdown. Our backups let up a touchdown in this game. Um, we were trying to go for three, three straight games to open the season with no touchdowns allowed. Couldn't get it done. But the craziest thing was that the announcer said, it's exactly what happened last year. We, <laughs> we went and didn't allow a defensive touchdown because obviously Clemson scored a touchdown but it wasn't um on our defense. And then we go to South Carolina the third week. They get they let up the first touchdown against them. So, yeah, it's I mean it's feeling like 2021 all over again at this point. It's just déjà vu. Every everything is going the same way. So, uh, defensively, I'm going to go with uh, linebacker Tresman Marshall for the dogs. Four tackles, all of them solos. floss, QB, hurry, and a pick. I do have to say props to defensive back Nick a- M- Wary for the Gamecocks, though. 14 tackles as a DB, and all of them were solo tackles solid game for him as well so yeah dogs covered minus 25 and a half over 55 and a half by the hook number four michigan 59-0 over uconn yeah as expected uh jj mccarthy didn't throw a touchdown michigan they had seven different quarterbacks attempt at least one pass in this game <laughs> I didn't want to put them all on here because a lot of them were were irrelevant statistically. Uh, Only put the guys that scored touchdowns or had, you know, more than whatever. But, yeah, I, I mean, as expected. Blake Corum, what a day. 12 carries, only 71 yards. But he scored five touchdowns. I don't know how he only had 71 yards. Um and scoring five touchdowns, because I didn't watch the game, but yeah, it's that was the story. It was was Blake Corum and the Michigan running running game. Uh, AJ Henning also for the Wolverines. He had a sixty-one yard punt return touchdown to go along with four catches, thirty-seven yards and uh my defensive player of the game is actually on the husky side linebacker Brandon Boyer Randall uh four ta- five tackles three solos a sack two and a half tackles for loss Michigan covered minus 47 and a half over under 59 pushed however they needed they needed the over needed some help from from yukon they didn't get it Number six, Oklahoma, 49 14 over Nebraska in Lincoln. And I I tried to tell people, I have no idea why someone would have thought that Nebraska was going to cover the spread of 11 or 11.5 in this game. Ended up at 10.5. It's still Nebraska. Whether Scott Frost is there or not. They still yep. they still don't have the talent to play against an Oklahoma team, uh, yeah. and it was kind of crazy because they went down the field on the first drive and scored a touchdown, and then nothing after that until late. They scored the first touchdown of the game. They scored the last touchdown of the game.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I think I think that you know minus eleven is based on the fact that like. The historical trend for Nebraska has been to keep games really close and lose them, but they <laughs> haven't been doing that against the likes of Oklahoma. It's been the likes against like the Big Ten West and like yeah. you know North Dakota. <laughs> um, so yeah, it, that was some easy money right there uh, with that bet. Yeah,
0: unfortunately I didn't uh, bet it straight. I bet it in a parlay, so did not work out for me in that regard. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, Dylan Gabriel was fantastic. Uh, 59.3%, 232 touchdowns, uh, six carries 55 yards, a touchdown as well. And Eric Gray. Great game for him. 11 carries, 113 yards, two touchdowns, a reception for four yards. Marcus Major scored twice, 13, uh, 12 carries, 35 yards, a touchdown, and a 24-yard receiving touchdown. Trey Palmer, leading receiver on the day for uh, Nebraska in the game, 10 catches, 92 yards, a touchdown, and a fumble. Um, and then Braden Willis, tight end for Oklahoma. He actually had two catches, 19 yards. And I, I don't remember seeing this play, but – Uh, He is on the stat sheet for a 24-yard touchdown pass. I believe that was the 24-yarder to Marcus Major there. Uh, And defensively, I'm going to go with linebacker Deshaun White for the Sooners. Six tackles, four of them solos. Uh, Sack, tackle for loss, and a pass deflection. Oklahoma cover, minus 10.5. Under 66.5. Easily. Not really. This close. Number nine, Kentucky, thirty one zero shutout over Youngstown State. Uh yeah, the Penguins the Penguins had some issues in this one. And Will Levis. Uh, you kind of expect him to throw <laughs> interceptions at this point. I mean that's what that's what Will Levis is. He's a he's a gunslinger but I mean great game for him 27 or 35 77.1% 377 two touchdowns two picks and a rushing touchdown um, yeah looked the part
1: yeah Will Levis to me is one of the, is probably the most interesting NFL prospect right now cuz there's a chance he there's there's a real good chance he goes top 10 like if the draft were to happen today mm-hmm. but like you said he's also a gunslinger so there's like that variable like can you coach him to be a little bit more conservative or is he always going to have that just kind of slinging around mentality but definitely a fun guy to watch
0: Cavazier Smoke, your leading carry, ball carry in this game. 18 carries, 66 yards, a touchdown, a catch for 14 yards. Um, Dane Key has really stepped up for Kentucky. I really didn't know who their receivers were because, I mean, really the only guy I knew from Kentucky receiving-wise was Wandale Robinson last year. Obviously drafted with the Giants now. But, um, yeah, Dane Key is a guy that's been – Uh, Having great performances for the Wildcats recently. Six catches, 90 yards, and a touchdown. Defensively, I'm going with uh, Youngstown State, actually. Defensive end Dylan Woodkey uh, for the Penguins. Six tackles, five of them solos, a sack, three and a half tackles for loss. Kentucky did cover, minus 29, under 49 and a half easily. Number seventeen Baylor forty-two-seven over Texas State. Um, Blake shaping not uh, not the greatest <laughs> of games for for Blake, but um, luckily for him, he had uh, Richard Reese and Craig Williams in this game because Reese went crazy, nineteen carries, hundred fifty-six yards. That's eight point two yards per carry. Three touchdowns and a a 17-yard reception. So, yeah, Baylor running game was the difference in this one when uh, Shapen didn't have that great
1: of a day. Yeah, you know, I was really high on Baylor to begin the season, but I think their quarterback play is definitely a weakness. Um, And the Big 12 – Uh, seems to be pretty competitive this year uh, at the top, so it might be tough for them.
0: Yeah, also Texas State, Bobcats, Ashton Hawkins, 13 receptions, 114 yards and a touchdown. Yes, that was most of Lane Hatcher's, 186 yards um, on the day, which I didn't even know Lane Hatcher had transferred to – Texas State. He's been a couple different places now. So, started out Arkansas State. But um, defensively, <clears throat> I'm going to go with uh, Baylor linebacker Brooks Miller. Five tackles, three solos, a sack, one and a half tackles for loss. Us, Miller's got to stick together, man. <laughs> uh, Baylor covered minus 30, under 53. Under 50. Hit. Number 25, Oregon, 41-20 over number 12, BYU. I didn't get to watch this game, and I'm kind of happy. I Actually, no, I did watch the beginning of it. Know, but I'm kind of happy I didn't get to watch the rest of it because it was not good. Uh, I mean, when you look at Jaron Hall's stat line, though, it doesn't look that bad, right? You know, 70.7%, 305, two touchdowns, eight carries, 19 yards. That's... So it's not terrible um and it, the, i think the biggest thing though if you take away bo Nix's rushing then i think you know it's a close game right bo Nix, 72.2 percent <coughs> 222 two touchdowns no interceptions but the issue for for byu was nine carries 35 yards and he scored three rushing touchdowns um that's the biggest issue for byu defense
1: Yeah, I mean, I think this was just a case of where kind of talent recruiting did kind of win out. Um, you know, great great game for Oregon, kind of good get-back game for them. Jaron Hallman just continues to impress me, though, um, in terms of his abilities, in terms of the numbers that he's putting up. This is definitely going to be one of those games that scouts are watching and dissecting. Um, trying to determine his scouting profile as the year progresses.
0: Yeah, no running game for BYU. Big big issue for their offense. Christopher Brooks was the leading ball carrier, 10 carries, 28 yards, touchdown, two receptions, 23 yards. Uh, Marquise Irving, however, for the Ducks, 14 carries, 97 yards for him. Troy Franklin, three catches, 84 yards. And who else would lead the BYU in receiving? (laughs) Uh, Then my guy Chase Roberts, four catches, 60 yards. Uh, Once again, BYU out. uh, Not having Puka Nasua nor Gunnar Romney for this game. Uh, I'm not going to say it caught up to them finally, but obviously against the higher-level quality team, which I'm assuming Oregon is... Higher quality than Baylor, Um, but, yeah, I don't know. Anyways, uh, Terrence Ferguson, he scored both of his receptions for the Ducks, two catches, 24 yards, two touchdowns. And then defensively, I'm going to go at Oregon defensive end, Brandon Dorless. seven tackles, two solos, a half sack, and one and a half tackles for loss. My guy Max Tooley, though, he led the game in tackles. (laughs) I love Max Tooley, man. Uh, Just because he has a great name. But he's also a good ball (laughs) ball player. Oregon cover, minus 3.5, over 58. Number 20, Ole Miss, 42-0 shutout of Georgia Tech. Um, Yeah, Jackson Dart didn't score in this game, which was interesting. Um, But again, it's a case of running game was just completely dominant for the Rebels. Zach Evans, Quinshawn Judkins, Ulysses Bentley, all having crazy good games. Uh, Evans, 18 carries, 134 yards, two touchdowns. Quinshawn Judkins, 19 carries, 98 yards, two touchdowns. And, of course, Ulysses Bentley, eight carries, 27 yards, two touchdowns. (laughs) The six rushing touchdowns on the day. Uh, for Ole Miss, that that was how they got it done.
1: Yeah, dude, Zach Evans is one of those guys that Dynasty fantasy players are licking their chops over. <laughs> Be advised, if you have not been trying to collect 2023 draft picks, start now. <laughs> it's probably too late, but, you know, try to get over on some unsuspecting league mates. Because this is going to be a historic RB class. Good,
0: I need them. My <laughs> my RBs are not very good in a couple. One of at least one of my dynasty leagues. Um, banking on some rookies this year already, but um, yeah, Jackson Dart though. haven't seen it yet. (laughs) Mm -hmm. We talked about it last week, but it's, you know.
1: And it's interesting because he did play pretty well um, his freshman year, um, filling in for Keaton Slovis. Um, I think this just boils down to, and I think we've mentioned this on a previous show, I think it's just him and um, Lane Kiffin getting on the same page, him getting used to this offense. I think this is a building year. I don't expect them to be very competitive in the SEC, um, but I do think that it's going to grow and you're going to see some progression over the back end of this year and going into next year. Um,
0: defensively, I'm going to go at the top guy there, linebacker Ayindi Ely. I don't even know if I'm saying that one right. I usually can pronounce names pretty well, but a Yindi Ely for Georgia Tech, twelve tackles, six solos, a sack, three tackles for loss. Ole Miss cover minus seventeen, under sixty-two and a half hit. Of course, someone had the over, um, and I was very excited about the over. And then Georgia Tech didn't score any points. <laughs> so yeah, uh, number twenty-two, Penn State, forty-one to twelve over Auburn. This one was in Auburn. Um, yeah. Penn State is looking very, very good. They jumped into the top 15 of the rankings this week. I'm very excited. Um, I already said Nicholas Singleton, man. He is him. <laughs> 10 carries, <laughs> 124 yards, two touchdowns. That's it. That's all. That's all I got to say about this game. Catron yeah, Allen, the is. other, the other freshman. Nine carries, fifty trt. Scored twice.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yep. This game, you know, as a Badger fan, I do have a somewhat particular disdain for the Nittany Lions, but <laughs> this warms my heart, dude. Seeing a Big Ten team absolutely house an SCC team, quiet those SCC chants. Um, love to see it.
0: Um. <clears throat> yeah, Brenton Strange, leading receiver in this game Tight end for Penn State, 6 carries, 80 yards uh, Both Auburn quarterbacks threw the exact same amount They threw for about the same amount of yards And the only difference was that Robbie Ashford was the only one that scored uh, They combined for 3 turnovers Finley with 2, a pick and a fumble And Ashford with a pick uh, Penn State's defense looked like, vintage Penn State defense. And, um, yeah. Uh, defensively, I'm going to go with defensive end Adisa Isaac for the Nittany Lions there. Three tackles, all of them solos. A sack, three tackles for loss, two QB hurries. Jair Brown, also a very good game. One of the uh, safeties looking at next year's draft. Penn State cover minus two and a half over 47 and a half. Number two, Alabama, 63 to seven over UO Monroe. Um, Yeah, Bryce Young threw another couple interceptions in this game. Did total four touchdowns, however. Um, But yeah, it was. Even though it was you know fifty six point win, still you know two t- two picks, probably made Saban a little pissed off. <laughs> I would have to think. Um, just knowing how Kirby thinks, we saw I saw Kirby's comments after the the thirty three zero shutout of Sanford, and he was still pissed off that they didn't score more because the red zone offense wasn't very good that game, and I would assume. Saban would say something along those lines about the two interceptions that Price Young threw. Running game was great all day for Bama. Um, And yeah, another one, you know, early season as expected, kind of blowout.
1: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Not much to say except that, you know, to be expected, another Beat up cupcake team before you enter SCC play. Um, not sweating Bryce Young a whole lot in terms of the two interception things. For me, he's still my QB1 in this class. Um, I don't really care about the size a whole lot. I think he's got enough size to get by, and I just really like the talent there. Another one of those 2023 20, guys, though, at the running back position to keep your eye on, Jameer Gibbs. I wish they gave him the rock more. You see right there, those stats. Yeah, He's most effective in the uh, passing attack, but nine average yards per carry, and he only has four carries. Billy B, Billy O'Brien there has to be doing a little better job there.
0: Um, <clears throat> leading receiver in this game, Treshawn Holden for the Tide. Catches 60 yards a touchdown, and uh, shout out to uh, there was a bunch of special touchdowns in this game. Defensive back Brian Brands for Bama five tackles, three solos, a sack, tackle floss, pass selection. He had a 68 yard punt return touchdown just casually. Um, linebacker Will Anderson Jr., uh, five tackles, two solos, a sack, one and a half tackles floss, 25 yard pick, six. And then uh, defensive back Malachi Moore. Four tackles, two solos, a half a sack, half a tackle floss, and a three-yard uh, blocked punt return for a touchdown. <laughs> yeah, Bama didn't score them all on offense. This is this is true. Uh, Bama did cover. They did cover. Minus 49-and-a-half. They got that one. Uh, and over 61 and a half got it by themselves. Number 19, Wake Forest. 37-36 uh, over Liberty. This is a close one. I was shocked. This one was at home for Wake. Uh, but Sam Hartman threw two picks. Um, so I don't know if that was the difference. I mean, Caden Salter had three turnovers, and Jonathan Bennett had a turnover, too. So I can't believe that Wake lost the the turnover battle. But uh, I don't know where it got close. (laughs) Just like Sam Hartman, 59.1%, 325, three touchdowns, two picks, eight carries, 11 yards. Yeah. I wish I would have watched this game, but... (laughs)
1: See, Liberty is one of those teams where, like, I just don't understand why you would want to schedule them like non-conference. Like, they're just they just kind of scrappy. I know they don't have Malik anymore, but like, they've still had quite a bit of success the last two years. You know, there's a bunch of different teams you could schedule <laughs> where there's less of a, a risk of getting uh upset, but. Wake hangs on. Don't know how competitive they'll be in the ACC considering how, you know, some other teams um, have looked, but we'll see. Yeah. Uh,
0: I'm just, like, scrambling right now trying to um, figure out this this fantasy situation. Gabriel, Gabriel <laughs> Davis is out, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> so, and that's like yep. there's not many other players to pick up, and I can't, like, NFL.com doesn't allow you to put players on your IR, and they're just out. So.
1: Oh, I mean, yeah, I, I hate
0: that. And I can't, so I can't. I'm going to have to, like, leave that leave that spot open, you know. Yeah. It's fine. It's fine, whatever. I have to take the L. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, Day-Day Hunter. You know where he came from? Transferred. No crew. Hawaii. Transfer from Hawaii, 17 carries, 89 yards. Touchdown, five catches, 21 yards. That was the biggest issue. Just like BYU, Wake had a zero running game. Sam Hartman was your leading rusher for Wake. Uh, The only reason I put Christian Turner on there was because he was the leading (laughs) non-quarterback rushing the ball. Seven carries for five yards. And then Justice Ellison was a yard behind it, but he at least scored a touchdown. Um, Keyshawn Williams, great day for him. And Demon Deacons, five catches, 129. Um, and then wide receiver Demario Douglas for Liberty, seven catches, 124 yards, two touchdowns. Jamal Banks scored twice for the the Demon Deacons as well. Uh, Demario Douglas is a guy that I think could go in the – Day three next year. Potentially. Um, Defensively, a lot of good performances. I'm going to go with the guy on the bottom, though. Linebacker Ahmad Walker for Liberty. Six tackles, two solos, two two sacks, two and a half tackles for loss. Malik Mustafa had a great game for Wake, though. Uh, Liberty plus seventeen and a half, easily over sixty-four. Hit number three, Ohio State. Very small print. Uh, a lot of lot of scoring here, seventy-seven to twenty-one. Just absolutely annihilating Toledo. Um, yeah, C.J. Stroud, was, he did pretty well in this one. Eighty-one and a half percent, three sixty-seven, five touchdowns, no turnovers. McCord threw a touchdown as well for OSU. And uh, Daquan Finn, actually, I mean, pretty good day for him, even by getting annihilated. But three touchdowns for him, only the one turnover. Uh, Dalen Hayden, who I had never heard of until this game for Ohio State, 17 carries, 108 yards, and a touchdown, apparently. Um, got a lot more carries than Travion Henderson in this game. But Henderson did score again. Uh, tight end Mitch Rossi had a one-yard <laughs> touchdown run, the tight end for Ohio State. And then receiving-wise, another uh, three 100-yard receiving day for the OSU receivers. Emeka Egbuka, Ibuka, uh, seven for 116, a touchdown, also had a three-yard touchdown run. Jaden Ballard, four catches, 113 yards, a touchdown. And then, of course, Marvin Harrison Jr., six catches, 102 yards, and two touchdowns. Julian Fleming also scored twice. So, yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think the scariest thing about Ohio State is they've been able to find the success largely without Jackson, Smith, and Jigba. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Um, I'm anxious to see. I haven't been able to look this up yet is what his snap count was for this game. Um, my assumption is that he's still kind of hobbled with that injury he suffered week one, and that's why he's been very quiet um, to start the season. But when you're Ohio State and you got guys like Marvin Harrison Jr. and uh, Amigo Buga, um you know, it, it doesn't matter.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, also, Th- Thomas Zeros. For Toledo. I loved when I wrote that down. I was like, "Bro, that's a great last that's name." A great. One catch, a fifty-yard yeah. touchdown there. Defensively, I'm going Ohio State defensive end Javante Jean Baptiste. Three tackles, two solos, two sacks, two tackle floss. I forget the first the first name of the guy, Stanley Jean Baptiste. I wonder if he's related. Um. Ohio State covered minus 31 over 63 by themselves. Even smaller print in this game. Number eight, (laughs) Oklahoma State, 63 to 7. I got to get my readers on for this one. (laughs) But yeah, Spencer Sanders, uh, great once again over Arkansas Pine Bluff. 13 of 16, 81.3%, 242, four touchdowns. Um, the coach's son got a lot of work in this game as well. Gunner Gundy, 12-20, <laughs> 128, two touchdowns, a pick, six carries, 42 yards for Gundy in this one. Um, yeah, Ollie Gordon was your leading rusher on the day. Three carries, 65 yards and a touchdown for Oklahoma State. And... Uh, Yeah, I mean, Braden Johnson, leading receiver for the game. Oklahoma State, four catches, 86 yards, two touchdowns. And then that's why there's so many people on this list because there weren't many people that scored multiple touchdowns. It was, like, all these guys that scored one touchdown. And then, you know, you have, like, Kenji Lewis was the leading receiver (laughs) for (laughs) UA Pine Buff. So one catch, 25 yards there. And yeah, defensively, um, I am going with Oklahoma State defensive end Ben Kopensky, four tackles, three solos, two sacks, two tackle swaps, and two QB hurries. But you also had defensive end Trace Ford for the Cowboys, uh, one pass deflection, a QB hurry, and a 15 yard blocked punt return for a touchdown. And then uh, corner Corey Black had a 38 yard blocked field goal returned for a touchdown I don't know how it was only 38 yards but that's what the stats told me (laughs) so yeah all around pretty solid game for uh, Oklahoma State the Cowboys they covered mind you the biggest spread of the weekend minus 54 and a half they covered winning by
1: 56 wow <laughs> that's so disrespectful to arkansas pine bluff <laughs> uh
0: over 64 and a half thank you to arkansas pine bluff for scoring that touchdown to get it over number 10 Arkansas 38 27 over Missouri State and what did I tell you guys I told you yeah. Missouri State was gonna make it a game and they were yep. up 17 to0 they they had it like they they were rolling Bobby Petrino was saying FU Arkansas <laughs> and, uh yeah they had it going Arkansas tied it at 17. But then Missouri State went back up twenty seven to seventeen. Twenty one unanswered by Arkansas to end the game and uh, give the Hogs the win. But I I told y'all they were gonna cover at the yep. very worst.
1: Yeah, you told me that. I wasn't sweating it and then I was watching the Slate of Games and they they had like the uh you know, the, the game updates or whatever. And it was uh, the highlight of them going up seventeen nothing. I was like, "Oh my god, <laughs> yeah."
0: But um, yeah, Raheem Sanders. I mean, he has been just completely dominating games, Shogative. for Arkansas. Twenty-two carries, one sixty-seven touchdown. He did fumble it, but he also had two catches, seventy-five yards, and a touchdown. I mean, of course, KJ was great again. Sixty-one point three percent, three eighty-five, two touchdowns, a pick, nine carries, forty yards, touchdown, and a fumble. So that's probably why Missouri State was, you know, got off that great start. You know, Arkansas <laughs> turned the ball over a bunch. Um, you can see three turnovers just right there uh, from KJ and and Raheem. Uh, Jason Shelley, though, the Utah State transfer. Um, or not. Was it Utah State? I believe so. Yeah, he had a great game as well. 55.8%, 357, a touchdown, 17 carries, 14 yards, and a touchdown as well. Um, former Georgia guy. This is his second year at Arkansas, though. Uh, Matt Landers, seven catches, 123. Great, um or not his second year, his first year at Arkansas. He was at Central Michigan last year. George um, Hazelwood also, five catches, 86 yards, touchdown. And a lot of great defensive performances here. Um, Got a shout-out wide receiver Bryce Stevens for Arkansas, 82-yard punt return, touchdown. Uh, I think defensively I'm going to go with the top guy, though. Linebacker Drew Sanders has been having a great year so far. For the Hogs, twelve tackles, five solos, two and a half sacks, two and a half tackles for loss, and a pass deflection. uh Possible draft guy there as well, Zach Williams, right? mm mm-hmm. Yep. Um, like I said, Missouri State cover plus twenty-six over fifty-nine and a half. Number 15, Tennessee, 63 6 over Akron. Hendon Hooker, great game, 77.8%, 298, two touchdowns, two carries, 24 yards. DJ Irons actually played pretty well, um, you know, despite not scoring a touchdown, but 72.7%, 241. Joe Milton came in and he threw two touchdowns, four of five, 112, and two touchdowns. Uh, And then their third quarterback, Taven Jackson, also rushed for a touchdown. Uh, Did have two two for two for 28 yards on top of that. Jalen Wright, uh, Dylan Sampson, both scoring twice on the ground for the Vols. 23 carries, 96 yards, two touchdowns for Wright. Eight carries, 57 yards, two touchdowns for Sampson. And, uh, yeah, Jalen Hyatt great game for him five catches 166 two touchdowns and then the other 100 yard receiver in this one shocky jock luis for akron nine catches 103 yards so shocky playing for the zips
1: great great time unreal that's it that's a top tier name right there
0: (laughs) sjl man yep (laughs) Um, And defensively, I'm going to go with linebacker Elijah Herring for (laughs) Tennessee. Three tackles, two solos, two sacks, two tuckers for loss. I wonder if he is Malik Herring's brother. Not sure. No clue. But just wondering. Tennessee covered minus 47.5 and and, uh, over 67 thanks to Akron's. Field goals. <laughs> uh, Number 16, NC State, 27-14 over Texas Tech. Yeah, Donovan Smith threw two picks. Um, and Bayron Morton threw another pick. So that was probably the difference in the game. Because Devin Leary did nothing. I mean, 65.2%, 121. That's all. Terrible, yeah. terrible QBR.
1: Yeah, the Devin Leary hype uh, needs to quiet down a little now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, thank, thank you. Luckily, in my uh, my dynasty league that I run, I have had Robert Woods on the bench, so I can just flip him in for for Gabe Davis. So that's that's good. News. There you go. It's good news on that front. Um, But, yeah, uh, Debbie Sumo-Karnbe, two touchdowns here for him, 14 carries, 54 yards, one touchdown, a fumble. Um, And he had four catches for 93 yards and a touchdown. Took most of Devin Leary's yards there. Uh, So I really don't know what he did. With the other, um, well, it's not even, I don't even know where the other yards came from because Thayer Thomas had four catches for 30 yards. Oh, that's why, because Thayer Thomas threw him a 38-yard touchdown. That's why. Yeah. So, anyways, most most of the yards there from Devin going to the running back, a uh, lot of great defensive performances in this one. I have to go with the uh, with the defensive touchdown though. Corner Aiden White for NC State five tackle, three solos, a sack, tack floss, two picks, one of them being an eighty four yard pick six. Can't can't not say about uh, Tyree Wilson though for Texas Tech. Also very good game and he's had a good season for the uh, Texas Tech games we've had I believe he's been on the board for all of them NC State cover -10 and a half under 55 and a half Washington 39 28 over number 11 Michigan State upset city yeah I mean we all picked the Spartans
1: yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah we got to eat crow dude we were we were kinda hating on the Huskies a little bit there. And uh look,
0: <laughs> Michael Penix
1: says, Credits where credits due, man. <laughs> Michael Pendix Jr. Heck of a game. <laughs> yeah, all
0: that all that Penix did was was go sixty percent, three ninety seven and four touchdowns, no turnovers. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it, that, it literally doesn't get much better than that. And my beef is I hate when they do this. The AP poll came out. Washington's ranked, right. but they're still behind Michigan State. Makes no sense to me.
0: Ha- Michigan State's unranked now.
1: Really? They dropped Michigan
0: State all the way. They from- fall?
1: They dropped it. Yeah, I don't know what rankings I was looking at then. Maybe
0: the coaches.
1: Yeah, one of the one of the rankings had Michigan State still ranked and, like, three spots ahead of the Huskies. And I was like, I don't know how that works.
0: <laughs> no, yeah, they they pulled up Washington to 18, and Michigan State was the only team to fall out of the rankings. Uh, 11 to – but the AP poll did that twice already now. They dropped uh, – who was it that lost earlier? Um, and they – Kicked them all the way out of the rankings. Oh, was it uh, Notre Dame? Yeah, <laughs> Notre Dame. They dropped all the way from eight um, down to to nothing this past weekend. But uh, yeah, Peyton Thorne, though he really did he did his job. I mean, seventy one point four percent, three twenty three, three touchdowns. Did have an interception. Um, but I don't think that was enough to to really just kill the the whole night Um, the issue was again we've been talking about a couple teams Michigan State couldn't run it after they had effectively been running it their first two games with Berger and Broussard Jalen Berger was your leading rusher in this game for Sparty 13 carries 27 yards 3 catches 38 yards
1: And, and, I mean, that the running game has to be humming up for that offense to work. But, I'll be honest to me, I think the, the big thing is the, the Sparty defense. I don't know how you don't plan for Michael Penix um, to air it out on you like that. Yeah, and, I mean,
0: you know, there's plenty of film on Penix from his, you know, Indiana days, so... Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, they're familiar
1: with this work. That's yeah.
0: for sure. <laughs> yeah, 200-yard uh, performances receiving-wise in this one. Jalen Polk for Washington. Six catches, 153 yards, three touchdowns that man scored. Um, and then wide receiver Keon Coleman for Michigan State. Nine catches, 116 yards, two scores for him. Wasn't much defensively, so I'm going to go with Washington. Safety Julian Irvin. Uh, two tackles, both of them solos, a pass deflection, and a pick. Washington cover minus three and a half over fifty six and a half. Number eighteen, Florida, thirty one twenty eight over USF. And I mean, like, what is what? What even is Florida like? It's not yeah. very good. Look, where we were saying on Friday, bro, Florida's gonna like r- kill USF. Um, Anthony Richardson sucks. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's it's Look, there.
1: <laughs> when we talked about him, you know, he was another guy. He's to getting top ten books, and I had said, I think he's a guy that I think is just gonna be. be I think he just benefits from staying in school another year next year. He needs to put more on tape, and he needs to show more consistency. But none of this makes sense, man, after that week one really good win against a really good Utah team. Since then, they've kind of just kind (laughs) of been off the rails a little bit. Um, Yeah, I don't know.
0: Yeah, and he's just been inaccurate. Um, mm-hmm. You know, 55.6% is not terrible, but it's well below the minimum that you're looking of 60%. Um, and o- to only throw for 112 yards is very poor. <laughs> um, and all obviously two picks, no touchdowns. And I think the biggest thing for him, like, only seven times he ran the ball. For only 24 yards So That was the biggest thing in the Utah game He ran all over the Utah defense But he didn't really run Against Kentucky And he didn't really run in this game either Um, They did get the win However, luckily They got the win um, Because of their running game Um But, I mean Jerry Bohannon didn't play much better Um He also threw two picks, but in his case, he ran very effectively. 15 carries, 102 yards, and a touchdown for Bohannon, the Baylor transfer. And they also got very uh, big help from Brian Batty. Uh, 17 carries, 150, 8.8 yards per carry, a touchdown, two catches for seven yards. And uh, even bigger yards per carry, crazy for Montreal Johnson, Jr., for the Gators. Six carries, 103 yards. <laughs> That's 17.2 per carry and a touchdown. Uh, Trevor Etienne scored a touchdown. Naquan Wright scored. And uh, Xavier Weaver was your leading receiver in the game for USF. Eight catches, 82 yards, and a fumble. Um, defensively. Gonna go with the uh, the defensive touchdown guy. Corner Jalen Kimber for the Gators. Three tackles, a solo, pass deflection, 39-yard pick, six. USF easily covered, plus 23 and a half and over 58. By one. Number 23, Pitt, 34-13 over Western Michigan. So, <laughs> neither Keaton Slovis nor Drew Patty played in Nick Patty played in this game. It was Nate Yarnell, the freshman, getting the start. I believe he's freshman. Um, he they they didn't ask him to do much. Uh, only throw, threw it through it twelve times, nine of 12, 75 percent, one seventy nine, a touchdown. It's pretty impressive to get. 179 yards off of nine completions, though. I will say that. Uh, Jack Salopek was terrible for Western Michigan. <laughs> six of 18, 99 yards, and three picks. Again, though, I think 99 yards is pretty good for six completions. Uh, but it was Israel Bonaconda. I, I said that, I, I believe, on Friday that uh, they got to run it through a Bonaconda till uh, Slovis can get back. And that's exactly what they did. They gave him the Derrick Henry treatment. 31 carries, 133 yards, 4.3 average, and a touchdown. One catch for minus five yards, but that's uh, irrelevant.
1: Yeah, he's so good, dude. In, in the pit um, games that I've been able to watch, like, he's just a special back you know he just has that kind of that kind of feel where like you know the ball in his hands you're like okay there's a chance he does something with it every time that he hits the ball
0: yeah and we know you know pit backs historically been very successful James Conner, really the the most recent example of that but um, you know Had other guys throughout their history. Uh, Jared Wayne has been a a guy that has filled that number one receiver role uh, left by Jordan Addison. Nicely, I think. Three catches for 94 yards in this game. Uh, Anthony Sambucci for Western Michigan. Leading receiver for them. One catch, 44 yards. He also threw a 31-yard touchdown. Um, to A.J. Abbott for Western Michigan. Kanata Mumfield, he scored a touchdown for Pitt. And defensive, defensively, uh, I am going to go with Western Michigan linebacker Ryan Selig. Eight tackles, three solos, a sack, two tackles for loss. The only reason I didn't go with Pitt defensive back Marquise Williams because he didn't have any of the other stats other than his 22-yard pick six. Pitt cover, minus 10, over 46. By one. Maryland. See, and I wish I would have been able to watch this game, but I was at the Brewers game. Um, What a game it was, though. Uh, Maryland, 34-27 over SMU. Mordecai was fantastic. 53.7%, 369, three touchdowns. Three turnovers, though, for Tanner Mordecai. Two picks and a fumble. Talia did not turn the ball over. 73.9%, 214, two touchdowns, 13 carries, 51 yards there. And uh, got some help from the ball carriers Hit Roman Hemby. 16 carries, 151 yards, touchdown, four catches for 62 yards as well. I like Talia. Talia's a sleeper next year in the draft. Uh-huh. Yes, sir. <laughs> um, But how about Rasheed Rice, man? SMU wide receiver, 11 receptions, 193 yards in this game. Yeah.
1: Can't do much better than that.
0: (laughs) Another guy I like. Get him in the fifth
1: round next year, y'all. He'll be there. Yeah. SMU's quietly been putting some dudes in the league here Danny Gray. (laughs) Mm -hmm.
0: Not playing much. Danny Gray. Not
1: playing much. Reggie Roberson, right? Also got drafted.
0: Uh, did he get drafted or did he get undrafted? I don't remember, but uh defensively I'm gonna go with SMU defensive tackle, Elijah Chapman, four tackles, two solos, uh one and a half sacks, one and a half, tackles for loss. Maryland cover minus three <laughs> and I try to tell you... <laughs> under 73 and a half hit um <laughs> quite easily 61 scored in this game. Number 5 Clemson 48-20 over Louisiana Tech. And again is like uh was was Clemson Yeah, they won by 28. Great, but like you're 33 and a half point favorites, so <laughs> Uh, However, DJ did play pretty well in this game. 221, 58.6%. Two touchdowns, nine carries, 62 yards. Um, Parker McNeil for Louisiana Tech, also 54.8%, 311, one touchdown. Did throw two interceptions, which was uh, to the Bulldogs' detriment here. Will Shipley was great, 12 carries, 139. Two touchdowns, two catches, 14 yards as well. Uh, And then Maffa and Pace both scoring for Clemson. So, yeah, I'm still not – I'm not sold still.
1: Yeah, yep. And and I think, you know, one of the storylines that isn't getting talked about enough is that the – playmaking options for the tigers have been kind of lackluster as of late um Mm -hmm. you know kind of known for also putting some dudes in the league at the wide receiver position that has not been the case um this this past year and they're still looking for some guys to kind of contribute more um that may have played a factor in you know D.J. Uyag-Lele's, um, you know, performance this uh, thus far. Um, or, you know, conversely, it could be bad quarterback play. You know, you just don't know. But uh, just something to keep an eye on.
0: Yeah, 100-yard game in this one. Tight end Griffin Hebert for Louisiana Tech. Five catches, 122. Um, and defensively, I'm going to go with uh, – Defensive end, Miles Murphy <laughs> for Clemson. Three tackles, all of them solos, a sack, two tackles for loss. Tyler Grubbs, though, for Louisiana Tech, also very good. 15 tackles, 10 solos, and a pass deflection. Louisiana Tech, plus 33.5, covered, over 53.5. Number 21, Texas, over UTSA, 41-20. to Uh... Yeah, Hudson Cards started in this one. Not <laughs> that impressive, but it's okay. It's okay because he has a Heisman contender behind him. Bijan went crazy in this one. 20 carries, 183 yards, 9.2 per carry. Three scores on the ground, one catch for 19 yards as well. Um, yeah. And I... Yeah. I have to. I have to watch the film from these games for Texas yet. But I watched one. I watched the Oklahoma game from last year, and I just off that, I graded him as a third round back. People have him in like the top fifteen,
1: which is crazy. But yeah, I mean, I'm very high on Bijan. Um, there's really not anything he can't. Do that, you need him to do um, at the running back position. Now, the only thing that I haven't been able to see is kind of how he holds up in pass pro, um, which obviously we know that is a huge thing for NFL evaluators uh, to determine how high you go. But in terms of actually being able to do something with the ball, I mean, he's as good as you get. He's got power, he's got speed, he's got size, he's got hands. I mean his ability in the past catching game is awesome um, he's probably as close to a generational back as we've had since Saquon I don't think he's that level of player um, at least not yet um, but you know in terms of the last two or three ish um, draft classes that we've had he's definitely a top guy
0: yeah, that was that was one of the the X's for me was pass pro. Um, it wasn't very pretty the couple of times he did it against Oklahoma last year. Um, just <clears throat> not setting up, and he was just like you know, shouldering guys. <laughs> that was, that was <clears throat> not good. Um, but want to shout out to uh, Brendan Brady had a very good game here for the Roadrunners. 21 carries, 70 yards, touchdown. Two catches, 15 yards. He also threw a 35 yard touchdown. Uh, so great game for Brendan Brady there. Zakari Franklin, leading receiver. love me some Zakari Franklin. Six catches, 84 yards, a touchdown. And then uh, defensively, I'm gonna go with uh, defensive back Jade Barron for Texas, six tackles three solos, and a 44-yard pick, six. Texas cover, minus 13.5, over 57. Oregon State absolutely annihilated Montana State. Um, RIP Bobcats, 68-28. <laughs> to 28. I mean, Chance Nolan. It, it really does not get much better. 76%, 276, four touchdowns. Four carries, twenty-five yards, a touchdown, uh, and yeah, that was that was it. <laughs> Tommy Malott threw three picks. Did have a good running game? Eighteen carries, one thirty-five for him. Um, there's a lot left to be wanted from Malott's passing
1: game, um, so beavers man team of destiny Pac- <laughs> you're your 2022 here 2022
0: champs dude <laughs> we'll see we will see um <laughs> how about quarterback sean chambers from montana state uh he is their running quarterback like Milot used to be but a lot used to be the, the running quarterback that would come in and just run the ball. Um, but, yeah, nine carries, 35 yards, three touchdowns for Chambers in this one. And then Oregon State wide receiver Anthony Gold, uh, five catches, 77 yards, two touchdowns, and an 80-yard punt return touchdown. Uh, and then wide receiver Treshawn Harrison for the Beavers as well, eight catches, 133 yards, a touchdown. And uh, you also had Montana State wide receiver Marquis Johnson, 98-yard kick return touchdown there. Defensively, I'm going to go with, uh, I don't know, pick which one you want. Defensive back Jaden Wright or John Wright. Or Jaden Grant, Rajon Wright. They had the same exact stat <laughs> line. Four tackles, two solos, get it. a half tackle for loss, <laughs> and a pick exact same They're stats. co-captains. <laughs> uh, I'd probably go with Rajon just because he has a cooler name. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Oregon State cover, minus 17.5, over 56.5 by themselves. Number 24, Texas a and getting it done, rebounding, 17-9 and nine over number 13, Miami. Uh, yeah, Max Johnson did not provide the type of spark I thought he was going to. Uh, But it's okay, because they have Devin a chain, 18 carries, 88 yards, four catches, 42 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, Yeah, I have a... Like $5 on Van Dyke doing the Heisman. That's not going to happen because he's been playing like crap. Um, 51.2%, 217, five carries, 14 yards.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I got to watch half of this game. And, you know, I wouldn't attribute this loss to Van Dyke. Um, to me, it was kind of more uber-conservative play-calling um, from Paul, which almost did pay off because they were able to kind of keep it close. But at some point, you kind of have to make a decision to say, hey, look, clock's not on our side. We need two scores. You know, we got to go for it here. But I will say that to me van dyke has not lived up to this kind of nfl talent that he's kind of been built to be there were a number of plays where he could have made um you know a good throw put a good throw on tape and he just missed up um a lot of throws that he just flat out missed and it hurt them it hurt them in moving the ball down the field so i think he's got quite a lot more to show um, if he's gonna be that kind of highly built draft prospect that he's kind of been up to this point.
0: How much do you think he missed Xavier Rostrepo in this game?
1: <laughs> it was evident. I mean you I mean you just saw it on his face, you saw it basically in the whole offense, so
0: <laughs> that was <laughs> that was a good time when I texted you <laughs> right after the show <laughs> on Friday. Yep. And I'm like, I just heard this on ESPN. No Xavier Restrepo for that game on Saturday night.
1: <laughs> yep, I wanted to. Uh, I wanted to be able to change my, uh, my pick. <laughs> uh,
0: defensively, linebacker Edrin Cooper for Texas A&M: five tackles, three solos, a half tackle for loss, two pass deflections, and a QB hurry. Uh, A&M cover minus six and a half under forty-five easily. Number fourteen, Utah, thirty-five-seven over San Diego State. Told you all they would cover. They didn't route them like I thought they would, but twenty-eight is uh, is a cover. So Cameron Rising, pretty decent, sixty uh, percent, two twenty-four, four touchdowns, no turnovers. Um, uh, the quarterback play for San Diego State was uh, non-existent, really. Kyle Crum, <laughs> Braxton Burmeister, both absolutely terrible. Yeah, Tavion Thomas led the way rushing. 16 carries, 59 yards. Touchdown, one catch for three yards. And, of course, Brant Keithy, excellent tight end. Five catches, 64 yards, a touchdown. Devon Vele scored twice, uh, two receiving touchdowns for the Utes as well. Defensively, I'm going to go with uh, Utah linebacker Kareen Reed. Four tackles, a solo, half-sack, one-and-a-half, tackles floss, and a pick. Utah rebounding. they two good wins now yep. in a row. Uh, going into Pac-12 play. Utah covered, like I said, minus 22-and-a-half, under 48-and-a-half. Number seven, USC routing Fresno State, 45-17. to 17. Is there anyone that can stop USC right now? I mean, they haven't played top competition, right? Um, Also, one asterisk on this game. Jake Hayner got hurt in this game. I think it would have been a lot closer had Hayner continued to play because look at, I mean, it's not very pretty, but 55.6% 117, a touchdown, did turn it over twice. I don't know exactly because I wasn't able to watch the game, but I'm assuming that fumble was on the play. He got hurt uh, because it was a leg injury. So I'm assuming he got rolled up on and the pain made him fumble the ball. Um, But, yeah, I mean, Caleb Williams, once again, 67.6%, 284, two touchdowns, two rushing touchdowns. He was helped out by the running game for once. Austin Jones and Travis Dye, both over 100 yards. 12 carries, 110 touchdown, 2 catches, 16 yards for Jones. And Dye had 11 carries, 102 yards, touchdown, 3 catches, 36 yards. And, of course, Jordan Addison scored another touchdown. (laughs) What's new? (laughs) The man scores at least every
1: game. You know, I think besides uh, Georgia, you could make the case that USC has been the hottest team in college football. But like you said, that has come not through a lot of adversity. They haven't really faced anybody yet that's going to come up um, in Pac-12 play. um, I I don't think the Trojans are yet going to be that team to go undefeated and make a, you know, CFP berth. Um, But I mean... As of right now, um, they are for sure deservedly a top-ten team. Um, and, yeah, like I said, it's still proven otherwise. You know, betting on Caleb Williams and the jordan Addison connection um, is probably a good idea.
0: Yeah, and it opens it up now for, you know, we don't know, obviously, how it's going to shake out. But it opens it up with the doing away of the divisions in the Pac-12 now. It opens it up for a potential, you know, USC-Utah or, you know, USC-Oregon. I don't remember who was in what division, but it was always north and south, so I'm assuming Oregon was in the north, Utah was in the south, I believe, because it was Oregon-Utah last two years. <laughs>
1: um,
0: but defensively, um, I'm going to go with um, – how about defensive back Max Williams? Playing both ways. Three tackles, three solos, six catches, seventy seven yards on offense. Yeah. There are guys that are guys that still play both ways. Uh USC cover minus twelve. Under seventy one and a half hit. Again, if I mean the rare I I think it's very rare. Like, if you get a over oh, a total that is seventy plus, like. Just just play the under because more often than not, it's not gonna hit. I mean, yeah, it ended up sixty two, but still less than seventy one and a half. <laughs> uh, yep. uh, Arizona, I- I'm gonna call this an upset. They they upset North Dakota State thirty one <laughs> to twenty eight because they were the underdogs in terms of spread. Uh, Jaden DeLora actually played pretty well, 71.4%, 229 touchdown, uh, 10 carries, 50 yards and a touchdown on the ground as well. Cam Miller turned it over once, uh, but he scored twice, once through the air, once on the ground. And I told you, my boy Hunter Loopkey, man, classified as a fullback, but he, he technically plays running back. 18 carries, 115 yards, he scored two touchdowns on the ground. And he had three catches, sixty-five yards, and a touchdown through the air. Um, I don't really know where Arizona won this game, other than if it was on the arm of Jaden Delora.
1: Yeah, pretty impressive. Pretty impressive win. I think we all picked NDSU yeah. um, <laughs> because I mean they they are like they're good enough to be an FBS team. Um, and Arizona <laughs> at times is not. <laughs> so, uh, But a good win for them. 2-1 on the season is a good start. So.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, defensively, I'm going to go with defensive lineman Hunter Eccles for Arizona. Eight tackles, four solos, a sack, two tackles for loss. Arizona plus three. They covered over 49. FCS game of the week. Number nine, Delaware, crushing number 17, Rhode Island at URI, 4221. Nolan Henderson. I mean. He's in his he's in his senior year, man, and he's he's looking like a senior. 85.3% completion, 379, 4 touchdowns, 7 carries, 27 yards. Um you know, Quincy Watson, running back for the for the Hens, nine carries, 68 yards. And, yeah, I mean, Jordan Townsend, receiver for Delaware, seven catches, 109 yards, two touchdowns. Katero Summers for Rhode Island, uh, five catches, 78 yards, two touchdowns as well. And then uh, Kyron Cumbie for Delaware, two catches, 10 yards. he had eight carries, 77 yards, and a touchdown as a wide receiver as well. And... FCS we don't have defensive stats Uh, the ESPN doesn't put defensive stats on there except for interceptions so shout out the defensive back Kedrick Whitehead for the Blue Hens Uh, he had an interception off of Kasim Hill and I was just Trying to see what, uh, what Rhode Island is called. Uh, I don't know what their their mascot is. The they the Rams?
1: I think so. Ray, Ray, or like the yeah, Tar Heels like the Ro- or something. Rhode
0: Island Rams. That's I thought it was. Yeah. Right um. But yeah, good win for Delaware. I I haven't seen the new FCS poll to see if they moved up because I'm interested to see what they did with the FCS poll this week. Uh, with North Dakota State losing, Montana State losing, um, and here it is actually, Delaware did move up one. They are up to eight. So, North Dakota State didn't move. Montana State did, however. Uh, Or no, they didn't. Never mind. But Montana though, Montana took took over the number two spot from South Dakota State. Just flipping spots there. Uh, NFL Patriots getting the win in Pittsburgh, seventeen fourteen over the Steelers. Uh, yeah. It's it's Kenny Pickett time. Um, he's not going to start. It's a short week going to Cleveland on Thursday, so obviously not gonna start this week, but why not week four when you have a big time frame to to work on I, um, I mean, especially if they if they lose in Cleveland and the offense looks like it has been, I think three games is enough of a sample size. For Mitch Trubisky to get benched already, uh, I I believe a lot of Steelers fans are calling for Kenny Pickett already. Some people are questioning Matt Canada. I really wouldn't. I like Matt Canada, and I think they can get it going eventually. But
1: yeah. You know, week four was my projection for when Kenny Pickett takes the reins. Like you said, I think that would be the perfect time. And I think it's going to happen regardless if they get the win or not. Um, because I think that if they do get the win on Thursday, which I, I think they're going to pick them, um, it's still going to come off the back of the defense. Um, and you're still going to see the offense kind of struggle against that Cleveland defense. Um, and you know, I, I think it just is for the best. Um, I, I am the biggest proponent of no bridge quarterbacks because you draft a guy, it's your franchise guy, you get them the reps, you get them the experience any way you can. Um, so yeah, yeah,
0: and I mean, I think that, uh, I think the offensive line is improving. Uh, Little by little, it might not seem like it, and they're going to go up against another very difficult matchup on Thursday. Uh, Granted, Jatavian Clowney will not be playing. He is already ruled out. Kevin Stefanski has ruled him out, uh, along with Chase Winovich. So that's good for the Steelers' offensive line that they really only are going to have to deal with Miles Garrett Um, but I think they are getting a little bit better um, every week Najee, 15 carries, 49 yards 5 catches, 40 yards all 6 targets here Damien Harris was very good on the ground um, and then Nelson Aguilar made just a crazy good catch over the shoulder Uh, I don't even remember who was guarding him but yeah, six catches, 110 yards, touchdown on six targets for Aguilar. Jacoby Myers, also very good game. Nine catches, 95 yards, 13 touchdowns. Mr. Reliable for them. Friar Moose scored. Deontay Johnson had 10 targets there. And uh, defensively, I'm going to go with Patriots linebacker Matthew Judon. Four tackles, a solo sack, tackle floss, loss, pass deflection, and a QB hit. Patriots, minus three, pushed, under 40, hit. Giants over the Panthers, 19-16, and it's just like, bro. The the Panthers just can't, they can't get the close wins right now. And it's just back-to-back weeks of losing by a field goal. um, And unfortunately, I think it's... It's going to lead to Matt Rule being gone soon um, because they're not – I mean, yeah, Baker's stat line is not very good. But, I mean, Christian McCaffrey finally returned to a 100-yard game in this one. 15 carries, 102 yards. He had four catches for 26 yards on five targets. Him and Saquon, it was kind of like a running back battle uh, because the quarterbacks weren't that great. Uh, Daniel Jones – was pretty decent, 176, 64.7% on touchdown, 10 carries, 21 yards. But, yeah, I mean, the Panthers really got it done with McCaffrey. DJ Moore caught a touchdown, and and they did it with defense. But, again, it just. They came up short with another 50-plus-yard field goal loss. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You know, I, I think it's time for for both parties, Matt Rule and the Panthers, to just kind of part ways, um, you know. And I'm not even that big of a fan of firing in the middle of the season or this early end of the season. But I think that the Panthers just have to understand that they're just not there, uh, you know, as a team yet at the quarterback position. And I think you just need to... You know, have as many guys in the pre-existing coaching staff be able to put their name out there, put their mark a little bit and kind of trial run to see what you do have, what you can retain for next year. And then you go out and get another guy. There's going to be some really good openings in college football. And Matt Rule's going to be one of the most highly touted candidates for those roles because of how he was able to build up that Baylor program. So I think it's just time for both sides just to just have a clean split. Baylor and Temple, by the way. Yep, um, yep.
0: <laughs> now Temple has sunk into the abyss of <laughs> college football badness. Yep. But, yeah, the only issue I have with Matt rule being fired right now. I don't remember who our defensive coordinator is, but I would have to think that the interim head coach (laughs) would fall to Ben McAdoo, (laughs) Um, which I would not really be a fan of. He already has enough on his plate calling the offense, trying to get Baker Mayfield up to speed. So, My only hesitancy with that. Um, Shout out to Daniel Bellinger, scoring his first career touchdown in this game. One catch, 16 yards and a touchdown on his only target. Um, Weirdly enough, Richie James was the Giants' leading receiver in this game. Five for 51 on six targets. And then a lot of good defensive performances in this one. I am going to go on the losing side, though. How about Brian Burns, defensive end for the Panthers? Four tackles, all of them solos. He had two sacks, two tackles for loss, and four QB hits. He's probably one of the hottest defensive ends right now uh, because he had a very good game against Cleveland Week 1 as well, obviously. A lot of blame-ish on him for getting the personal... the the personal foul roughing the passer, hitting Jacoby Brissett high, leading to the game-winning field goal. But, again, he's having a very good season through two games. Giants plus one cover, under
1: 43-and-a-half. All right, my man, I'm going to hop off. I'll let you finish up. Yes, sir. I'll talk to you later.
0: (laughs) Uh, Jets, crazy comeback win over the Browns, 31 to 30. Joe Flacco, man, why couldn't you do this last week, bro? I, I, I thought that we had something last week. You had motivation against the Ravens, couldn't get it done, however. So you come back, <laughs> you come back from, uh, a mile down, 30-17, to 17, with like a minute 55 left. They they get the onside kick at the end, go down, throw a game-winning touchdown to Garrett Wilson. But Joe Flacco, 59.1%, 307 yards, four touchdowns. Uh, also out a fumble, Jacoby Brissett, uber-efficient, 81.5% completion, 229 touchdown pick, six carries, 43 yards. Nick Chubb was crazy good in this one. Uh, 17 carries, 87 yards. He scored three touchdowns, three catches for 26 yards as well. Brees Hall, your leading rusher for the Jets, and then Garrett Wilson, Amari Cooper, both having great games, hundred yard performances. Uh, the rookie Wilson for the Jets, eight catches, 102 yards, two touchdowns on 14 targets. And then what did I try to tell? I try to tell y'all we all picked the the Browns, but. You got to throw to Amari to to have a chance to win the game, and uh, Jacoby Brissett listened, I guess. Nine catches, 101 yards, a touchdown on ten targets for Amari in this one. Corey Davis also two catches, 83 yards, a touchdown on four targets. Defensively, I'm going to go with linebacker Anthony Walker Jr. for the Browns. Four tackles, three solos, uh, two tackles for loss, and two pass deflections for him. Jets cover plus six, over 38 and a half easily, 61 in this one. Lions getting the win, 36 to 27 over the Commanders. They were up 22-0 to start the game. Carson Wentz was great, though, again. So was Jared Goff. I mean, the quarterback play was crazy good, weirdly, uh, for who we have as the two quarterbacks here. But went sixty-five point two percent, three thirty-seven, three touchdowns and a pick, two carries, twenty-three yards. Derek Gall, fifty-eight point eight percent, two fifty-six. He threw four touchdowns in this game. Uh, DeAndre Swift didn't do uh, didn't touch the ball a lot. Uh, I believe he was dealing with a little bit of an injury issue. Jamal Williams got the most carries, but Swift led the way uh, yards wise on the ground. Not. Much rushing game for Washington. Antonio Gibson struggled in that category. 14 carries, 28 yards, uh, and a touchdown. Two catches, 13 yards there. Amon Ross St. Brown has started uh, the season just very good. Nine catches, 116 yards, two touchdowns, 12 targets, two carries, 68 yards. He is the number one receiver uh, established definitely for the Lions. John Dotson. He all that he done in his rookie year to start is scored three touchdowns in two games. Four receptions, fifty-nine yards, a touchdown on five targets. Logan Thomas scored and a lot of great defensive performance in this game. But you had to go with the number two overall pick this past year. Defensive end Aiden Hutchinson for the Lions. Six tackles, five solos. He had a hat trick of sacks. Uh, two tackles, floss, and also three QB hits as well. Lions were a pick so they covered over 48 easily. Bucks, 20-10 to 10 over the Saints. Yeah, Jameis, unfortunately, looked like his old self. 62.5%, 236, touchdown, but he threw three picks. Um, you know, the... The Saints turned it over four times in nine plays in the second half. It was not very good on offense for them. Um, Brady wasn't that great either. Um, One ninety, a touchdown and a fumble on fifty two point nine percent completion. But the turnovers really set the Bucks up in good field position, and they took advantage, scoring seventeen in the second half after being a 3-3 game at halftime. Michael Thomas, another good game for him. 6-for-65, Six a touchdown on 9 targets. Olave, 5-for-80 on 13 targets and a fumble. Mike Evans got ejected in this game. So did corner Marshawn Lattimore. Evans officially suspended for one game. He is appealing, though, however. And then who do you pick defensively? Uh, I'm going to go with linebacker Shaquille Barrett. Five tackles, all of them solos, two sacks, two tackle swaps, three QB hits. But I also have to shout out safety Mike Edwards for the Bucks as well. Three tackles, a pass deflection, and a 68 yard pick six. Bucks cover minus two and a half, under 43 and a half. Jags, 24 0, shutout over the Colts. Colts fall to 0 1 1 on the season. Trevor Lawrence was great, 83.3%, 235, two touchdowns, three carries, 11 yards. Matt Ryan was the opposite. He was struggling, 53.3%, 195, three picks for Ryan on the day. Uh, James Robinson led the backfield in carries. Travis Etienne has not gotten the amount of touches that fantasy owners want, anyways. 23 carries for Robinson, 64 yards, one touchdown, two catches. 14 yards here. Jonathan Taylor only got the ball nine times. Ten times if we count his uh, nine-yard catch. But only nine carries for Taylor. 54 yards. Uh, That's not what fantasy owners want to see. Ashton Duleen was your leading receiver in the game. Five catches, 79 yards on seven targets. But Christian Kirk was really the more notable day. Six catches, 78 yards, two touchdowns on six targets. Defensively, uh, I think I'm going to go with safety Rayshon Jenkins for the Jags. Three tackles, two solos, four pass deflections, and a pick off of Matt Ryan. Jags plus three covered under 43 and a half easily. Dolphins beat the Ravens 42 38 in a crazy game. A uh, lot of offense. Quarterback Tua Tagovailoa, 72, percent 36 of 50. 469 and six touchdowns, did throw two interceptions. Uh, Lamar Jackson, also a great day, 72.4%, 318, three touchdowns, nine carries, 119 yards, and a touchdown on the ground. Uh, Other than Lamar, not much going on the ground for either team. Mostert with 51 yards as your leading ball carrier for Miami, Justice Hill. Uh, 16 yards is the leading non-quarterback for uh, the Ravens. Receiving-wise, 400-yard days here. Wide receiver Tyreek Hill, 11 catches, 190 yards, two touchdowns, 13 targets for him. Wide receiver Jalen Waddell, just as good, 11 receptions, 171 yards, two touchdowns. Man had 19 targets, y'all. Just crazy. Like Devontae Adams, week one, 17 targets. Wide receiver Rashad Bateman, also 100 yards. Four receptions, 108 yards, a touchdown on seven targets. Uh, Tight end Mark Andrews, nine catches, 104 yards, a touchdown on 11 targets. Also at the shout-out wide receiver Devin DuVernay for the Ravens, two receptions, 42 yards on two targets. Opened the game with a 103-yard kickoff return touchdown. Mike Gesicki scored a touchdown for the Dolphins. DeMarcus Robinson scored one for the Ravens. And River Craycraft scored a receiving touchdown for Miami as well. Defensively, I'm going to go with Ravens safety, Marcus Williams, 10 tackles, 7 of them solo, 2 pass selections, and two picks. Dolphins, plus 3.5, covered over 50, uh 43 and a half. Easily. Rams, 31-27 over the Falcons. And the Falcons almost got by their 28-3 Curse, They were down 28-3. Came almost all the way back. Jalen Ramsey picking Marcus Mariota to seal the game. Um, Stafford, though, 75%, 272, three touchdowns, two picks. Mariota, 196 Uh 65.4%, two touchdowns, two picks, six carries, sixteen yards, and a fumble. Daryl Henderson, your leading rusher in the game. Ten carries, 47 yards, and a touchdown. Cooper Cub, what's new? Hundred yard game for him. Eleven receptions, 108 yards, two touchdowns, 14 targets, and a fumble. Drake London had a great day. Eight catches, sixty yards, a touchdown on twelve targets. Allen Robinson scored his first touchdown as a Ram. And then defensively, probably going to go with uh, corner Kobe Durant. Two tackles, a solo, a sack, tackle for loss, pass, deflection, QB hit, and a pick. Also, though, have to shout out linebacker Lorenzo Carter for the Falcons. Two tackles, a solo, a tackle for loss, and a 26-yard blocked punt returned for a touchdown. Uh, The... Falcons covered, plus 10, over 46, easily. Niners blowing out the Seahawks, 27 to 7. Geno Smith, 80%, 197, and a pick. Trey Lance goes down, broken ankle in this one. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo looks great, 61.9%, 154 yards touchdown, and a rushing touchdown as well. Uh, Jeff Wilson, Jr., filling in for Elijah Mitchell, who's on IR. 18 carries, 84 yards, 2 catches, 19 yards. Good day for him. Kyle Juszczyk scored a touchdown. Tyler at 100-yard day for him. 9 catches, 107 yards, and 11 targets. And defensively, uh, corner Mike Jackson, I have to shout out him, 6 tackles, 5 solos, and an 86-yard blocked field goal return for a touchdown for the Seahawks' only touchdown of the day. And defensive end. Nick Bosa, though, is my actual defensive player of the game. Four tackles, all of them solos. Two sacks, two tackles lost, five QB hits for Bosa. Niners covered, minus eight and a half, under 39 and a half. Cowboys, a shocker. 20 to 17 win over the Bengals in Dallas. Cooper Rush was pretty good. 61.3%, 235 a touchdown. Joe Burrow struggled. Offensive line still bad. 66.7%. 199 a touchdown. 4 carries, 26 yards. Mixon led the way rushing. 19 carries, 57 yards. 3 catches, 26 yards for the Bengals. Uh, Pollard scored a touchdown. Also good receiving day. 4 catches, 55 yards on 7 targets for him. Noah Brown led the game in receiving. 5 catches, 91 yards touchdown on 5 targets. C.D. Lamb, 11 targets. And T. Higgins had 10 for the Bengals. Defensive player of the game, I'm going to have to go with linebacker Michael Parsons. Just been crazy good. 4 tackles, all of them solos, 2 sacks, 2 tackles for loss and 5 QB hits. Broncos 16 and 9. Uh oh, the the Cowboys plus 7 covered under 42 hit. Broncos 16 and 9 over the Texans not good. For Denver, the offense is still struggling, 45.2% completion for Russell Wilson, 219, touchdown and a pick. Davis Mills, 50% completion, 177 yards, no touchdowns on the day. Javante Williams led the game in rushing, 15 carries, 75 yards, 1 catch for 10 yards. Cortland Sutton, great day for him, 7 catches, 122 yards on 11 targets. Brandon Cooks had 10 targets for the Broncos. Eric Solbert, the only touchdown in the game. Defensively, uh, I think I'm going to go with defensive end Rasheen Green for the Texans. Five tackles, three solos, one and a half sacks, one tackle for loss, and two QB hits. Texans cover plus 10 under 45 and a half easily. Cardinals, crazy win for them in overtime, 29-23 over the surprising 0-2 Raiders. Uh, Kyler Murray, what a comeback. They were down 23-0, came all the way back, 20, uh, 63.3%, 277, one touchdown, a pick, five carries, 28 yards, a touchdown, and a crazy two-point conversion uh, to get within one score uh, on the game game. Derek Carr, 64.1%, 252, two touchdowns. Josh Jacobs led the game in rushing 19 carries, 69 yards, one catch for 12 yards. Zach Ertz was your leading receiver, eight catches, 75 yards on 11 targets. Marquise Brown had 11 targets, Hunter Renfro had uh, 10 targets, and a crucial fumble that lost the game for the Raiders in overtime, seven catches, 59 yards on 10 targets, and a fumble for Renfro. Uh, Dortch scored, Waller scored, Adams. Very low day for him. Two catches, 12 yards, a touchdown on seven targets. And uh, defensively, it has to be Byron Murphy Jr., car- corner for the Cardinals. One tackle, it was a solo and a 59 yard fumble return for a touchdown to win the game. In OT. Cardinals plus five and a half covered, over under 52 push. Sunday Night Football. Packers rolling over the Bears 27-10. Aaron Rodgers was great. 76%, 234, two touchdowns, five carries, 10 yards, and a fumble. Uh, Justin Fields looked like crap because he is not very good, y'all. Only threw it 11 times. They're not trusting him. They don't trust him. 63.6%.